Welcome to Critical Onions. I'm Sean. And I'm Bethany. It's time to get critical. About some true crime. True, true crime. True crime. Thank you. Wow, that was that was good. <laughs> yes, that was great. What a great intro. We've been we're back. We've been gone for a couple weeks. We have. Yeah, from our last episode, we dropped. Oh, that's right. So what's happening? What's happening? A couple shout outs I want to okay. give. All right, give them. We um, greatly appreciate any kind of reviews as we build up our listener base. Uh-oh. So this go on. Ne- this never leads down the right road. <laughs> <laughs> the only place I know of leaving reviews yeah. is Apple. Okay. I mean, our podcast is on a number of different platforms, but the only place that I see you can leave reviews is Apple Podcasts. Apple people care. Apple people care. So we have a five-star rating Ooh. from Art Sistery. Thank you, Art Sistery. Appreciate yeah. that five-star rating. Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast and my mumbling. <laughs> yeah. And also we got Laurel, who was on Instagram, who shouted out to us about a case suggestion we should do. Um, alien abduction one that's local. You know, we like... That's cons- right up my alley. Well, we like conspiracies and, you know, alien, yep. we like aliens, that kind of thing. Yep. So we'll have to look into that, see if uh, we want to we do an, an episode on that. I'm all in. Okay. And then a shout out to Henry, who sent us an email about the Alyssa Lamb case, sent us a couple of clips of videos for us to check out. Excellent. So anyone else who wants to reach out to us, Critical Onions, you can do that by sending us an email visiting our website, criticalonions.com. You can check us out at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all kinds of Anchor, Anchor FM. If you have Anchor Podcasts, you can actually send a voicemail to us and we can listen to it. All right, maybe we'll play it on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be so cool. That'd be cool. So so just, we just have like a lot of listeners now. Well, not a lot, but a few. It's building. It's, it's getting building? exciting. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we do this as a hobby, but to see the numbers increase, it's so exciting. It is exciting. People are listening to us. God, they're so excited, honey. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. Thank you sincerely to all our listeners who come back every single week to listen to, actually every other week, because we do about two a month, to listen to our podcast. Makes me nervous. Like, we're just talking to nobody. It was fine. It was like people listening to us saying, like, you suck or you guys. We did have a bad review. You got bads. Yeah. But um, that's but I have to focus on the positive because I was kind of down on ourselves. And I shared it with the podcast community on Twitter, and they were so supportive. Oh, I yeah. love the podcast community on Twitter. Love them. Yeah, they're cool shits. <laughs> You're not even on there, so you <laughs> don't know anything about I'm it. I'm just saying they're cool shits. But they Thanks were for... very supportive and, like, yeah. focus on the positive And, you know, you get some bad reviews. That's when you finally made it. So thanks for the bad review because we made it. But we only had one bad review? So far. 
They called what? us awful podcast. Oh. What a one star awful. Oh, I think that was my review. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful, right? The, the word? No. That was the I think word. I used a different word. Okay. I think I'm too close to the mic, too. Yeah, yeah thanks. So thanks, thanks for listeners. all the listeners. Yeah. People uh, keep coming back listening. Yeah. Big thumbs up. Thanks for that. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> all right. Well, want to get right into our case today? Okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about before I dive right in to talk about David Berkowitz? No casual chit chat. No, like, hey, we'll what's go going on in life? It. What's going on? No. Oh, right. do you, you want, want to hear to? about how exhausted I am from work today? No, I already heard that like twice actually. Battle this out. The Patriots Patriots won last night. Yeah, Huge they did. win to beat the Steelers. Yeah. Beat Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. All right, on to our case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are we covering today? We are covering. David Berkowitz, a.k.a. Son of Sam. My favorite. The 44 Cal Killer. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) I like that better than the Son of Sam, actually. The 44 Caliber Killer? Yeah. Yeah. The media gave him that. I don't like the fact that he named himself. himself. Yeah, the Son of Sam. So they don't even want to label this episode Son of Sam. I want to actually label it David Berkowitz. I wrote that all over my notes. Well, now he's called... uh, uh, the son of hope. The son of hope. He's uh Somebody called him that too. We're watching a, or listening to something like, yeah. He's, we were watching a documentary. He's known as the son of hope now. As if it was real. Yeah. Like he's really the son of hope. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yes. I don't even want to relate that. I read somewhere that there are Christians saying that he is the son of hope because he went from evil. He fought the demons inside him and now he's he with Christ. Yes. He won, and he is the true son of hope. His people just buy that. Like I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really like understand that and be like, all right, well, he hasn't killed anyone, and he really is the son of hope, but he's in fucking jail. <laughs> like he's, he's evil. Well, he's changed his life, I guess. In jail, you couldn't put him back in society. No, he, I think he says he can't be put back inside, which is kind of weird. And Charles Manson said the same thing before he was released. He didn't know how he was going to survive in society. Yep, he didn't yep. want to leave jail. Because right. once you're, you just don't know how to survive. Well, for him, he was in jail more than half his life. That's right. Um, but for David Berkowitz, he was kind of, he had a higher IQ. He was. Oh, yeah, that's right. We looked that up. Yeah. We were looking up some IQs. I mean, he didn't have a grade. It was a little higher than average initially. Um, he was born actually Richard David Falco. Yeah, what do we know about this cat? So Besides him running around New York like a madman. He was born in Brooklyn, New York on June 1st, 1953. Boo! Oh, Brooklyn, sorry. <laughs> um, he was adopted after a few days of being born because he was a child um, out of wedlock. Yep. His mother ended up having an affair with a married man. So he was a He bastard. was a product of that, yes. Okay. Um, ended up being adopted by Pearl and Nathan Berkowitz. So they switched his name up because he was born Richard David Falco to David Richard Berkowitz. Okay. That was his name. Kind of looks like a Berkowitz in his pictures. Does he? Yeah, with his little curly hair. I just kind of profile people like that. <laughs> so curly hair just, makes him look no, like a Berkowitz. I just, I'm just going down the wrong. I just <laughs> shut my mouth in that. 
<laughs> what else we know about this cat? Uh, we know that, you know, he was, he got in trouble at a young age. He was, some people labeled him a bully um, to other people in school. He, he was a bully, huh? Yeah. That was a small piece of information that I heard. Okay. That he wasn't very nice to people. Yeah. His mother spoiled him. His, his yeah, his he's adopted mother spoiled him. He's a bastard. Now he's an asshole. Okay. No, it's, we're starting to paint a picture. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he did get into some trouble when he was younger. Everybody petty, does. Petty larceny. Petty, okay. And some arson. Some arson. <laughs> Petty larson and arson. I got into trouble when I was little, but it wasn't, it wasn't arson. Ar- arson or larceny. Well, yeah, it wasn't none of that. No. I make it can't. All right. Um, at the age of 17, he joined the U.S. Army. Had a boy. Served some time in South Korea. Um, he was... A marksman. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah. A marksman? Yeah. Which means he's good at shooting. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's where, yep. And then at the age of 20, he was honorably discharged. Um, and that's when he decided. I think I read that he worked at Fort Knox. Is that true? Did you find that? When you say he worked security, I think it was at Fort Knox. I was trying to find his profession, so I looked up his profession, and it just labeled security guard and a postal worker. So I didn't dig into more details of those two. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Postal worker. Yeah, he was a. Do you mail think that's sorter. what people get this saying? Postal, like, oh, he's gonna go postal. Like, did it come originate from Berkowitz? No, I mean, I don't think so because I, I, I think, think of those... postal as opposed to stress at the workplace, and I don't think he was stressed at the workplace. He was sorting mail, and outside of that, he was crazy. Because there's been multiple postal workers who've gone on killing sprees. Multiple. Yes. We should maybe do a case on that. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the list. <laughs> postal worker. He might be the cases. OG postal worker. But he, he, well, I think of postal, I'm associating with coworkers, like people. It was completely disconnected, like his crimes from his work. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. He didn't go into his work. But I'm not saying, I mean, I don't know. He's Maybe still, still we'd have to look at, to see where that originated from. Is that was he employed when he, uh, yeah, he was poster worker when everything. When of course, he was, he was. <laughs> committing his crimes. Uh, at some point, his friend from the army. I like poster workers. Just get that. Just people. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. listening to it like, what has he got against postal workers? What the fuck? I delivered mail for twenty five years. I haven't killed anybody. What's wrong with this asshole? <laughs> but there's some poster workers out there that probably have. They could have been delivering mail to your house. They could, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Bob or something. <laughs> so when he was discharged yep. from the army, um, stay focused. He ended up looking for his biological mother, and that's kind of where he, when he found out he was a bastard child, born out of wedlock, and and that in the research that I've done, that really bothered him. He really in, he internalized that. I've read how, that too. Yes, that it really I think we've bothered seen him that, that he yeah. was yeah um, a bastard child. But he had a good upbringing. And he was from unwanted. He had a good relationship with his adopted with mother. With the Berkowitz mother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Pearl. Who and no reports of him killing any animals? No reports of killing any animals. No reports of bedwetting. So we're kind of like doing a little profiling here, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to profile him. 
Want me to call Do you? a little mine hunter. On a little his Holden. Hands. Do you want me to call you Holden Jr.? Oh, Holden, <laughs> Holden Jr. <laughs> Slow your roll, Holden Jr. I got more notes. <laughs> it's a good one. So his first crime. Yep. So in December, on um, December, this is after he's burned some shit and stole some shit. Well, and... you you mentioned you mentioned arson, so I only have arson as just yep. a side note. But I know that you said you were reading somewhere. That how many cases of arson? He fourteen hundred and eighty-eight cases. Fourteen hundred arson. And I believe, and he kept a journal or a diary. Yep. And I believe that those were spot checked. I remember actually seeing somewhere they were. He spot was linked checked. to some of them. Yes. Yes. That everything he I wrote. I don't think there's fourteen hundred and eighty-eight actual fires linked to Berkowitz himself, but. But he recorded that in his in yeah, his diary. That he, yeah. That, that's a fucking lot of fires. That is a lot of fire. I don't know where they get the number. It was literally like 14. If you Google obscure facts or obscure, I'm always looking for like some kind of weird angle on the, the story that we're doing. Yep. Um, like 30 things you didn't know about Berkowitz. Some of them are like his last name was Berkowitz. Yeah, we did that in the car. And it was like, <laughs> yes. yeah, his last name was Berkowitz. He used a gun. It's like, that's not a right, fucking we, obscure we fact. Right. <laughs> we, we get it. Right. But one of them was the 1,488 fires. That's so like, crazy. Wow. Fucking firebug, man. So he liked fires. And then he he went to a knife route. So he went the knife route, his first attempt. Yeah, his first attack. It was, didn't work. No, it was no. New Year's Eve, 1975. Everybody's when... out having a good time. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Like this a fun night downtown in, yep. in New York. Yep. I think it's downtown. I actually didn't say where. Um, but he stabbed two women from behind. So we got Michelle Foreman and the other woman was unidentified. We do not know who that was, but two women walking down the street and he decided that he wanted to stab them. Michelle survived. She was only 15, she was only 15 years old. Did they have long hair, long brown hair? Did, did they fit the profile of, you know, that's a great question. I didn't, I didn't look into that. Oh, there she goes. Michelle Foreman. It's like Eric Foreman's I, sister. <laughs> that is exactly what Foreman. I was gonna think. I was thinking of foreskin. No. Oh my goodness, my nose is so bad right now. I'm sorry. Did um, you... I was gonna just sneeze, but I didn't. No, don't sneeze. You Michelle it... Foreman. She had um. Oh, where? Internet's amazing, huh? It really is. Isn't it crazy how anything you want to know is at the touch of your fingers? I'm just going to pull it up. Michelle... Did you actually Google that? Michelle Foreman's hair? I did. Michelle Foreman, son of Sam. So there's all these pictures of women, but it all starts with David Berkowitz, so it doesn't say who is who. Oh, I don't know. I don't that's know. Okay. That's okay. That's uh, okay. It looks like dark here. There's one image that's coming up dark hair so that was his first attempt failed his attempt at trying to kill people failed yep, yep. because the other woman it's not mentioned what happened to her but I know she didn't die and Michelle Foreman she survived she was fine she had some stab wounds yeah, so then happy new year Jesus that was what yeah 75 so then yeah. I just said that and then, and then, uh, wait July, for it. July twenty ninth, nineteen seventy six. 
Stickler to your nose tonight. All right, go ahead. What? <laughs> and then... I'm a little loopy. I'm tired. Did I ever say that? No. No. Well, I think you might have shared that with me off air, but not on air. On As air. if we we're on air. On <laughs> air. <laughs> we're floating through air. All right. So in July 1976, he then decided to use a gun. So there was a couple people sitting in a car. One of them was 18-year-old Donna, and the other one was 19-year-old Jody. And they were just sitting in the car outside of Jody's house. I think it was Donna's car outside of Jody's house. And shots just started being fired at them. That's nuts. I can't imagine that. Yep, yep. At this time, too, New York was crazy. It was how many murders? It was like 2,000 murders. Is I remember. Murders. <clears throat> I forget what they said for the number, but it was an excessive amount yeah. of, of murders. Paint a little picture of what New York City was. It was a pretty fucked up place back then. And on top of that, you just have a guy going around shooting people sitting in cars. Yeah. So they both, but they both, um, Donna was killed and Jody was wounded. So Jody ended up giving a description of the guy. Then some neighbors also said they spotted a yellow car. Remember at some point in the story, there was a yellow car. Mm -hmm. Um, Which when you get, when we get into it later, why he did it or and such, it's going to come up again on cars and what people seen and yeah it's crazy how he was yeah yeah i don't want to give away the the, the, why the story the, yeah why there's multiple yeah well there's multiple people give out after these crimes you know this is what he looked like and his pictures don't look nothing like him yeah we can yeah. get into some theories yep go down the rabbit hole as we like to say here in podcast land we love rabbit holes rabbit holes here it comes Peter Cottontail Up and down the rabbit <laughs> Focus Alright nope. so then I need to Okay October 23rd 1976 There was another attack There was Carl and Rosemary Carl and Rosemary I believe were sitting in their car too And shots rang out and hit, hit. Carl, I believe, was the one who got hit in the head. Was he the one who got shot in the head? And Rosemary is a detective's uh, uh, daughter, right? They have him on the on that documentary that we watched, and I think another true crime podcast covered it. I believe it's the second shooting. And they, yeah. And Ro- and she was the detective's daughter, Rosemary. Yeah, yeah. She was unwounded. Yep. And Carl was shot. Carl got shot. Yeah, he had the yeah. So so far, two 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 crime scenes of shots being fired at cars, and one person killed of the four people. And the cops didn't know they had a. They weren't. They weren't connecting them. Yeah, they weren't connecting them. At Correct. This at this yeah. time, they were not connecting them. Because oh. um, then they they all happened in Queens. So I started to look at all the different locations, and I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the New York boroughs, but the locations for the rest, except for the last one, were all Queens, New York. So then you go to November, um, I wrote November, oh, November 27th, 1976. Another one with Donna DeMasi and Joanne, Joanne Lamino, um, where they were both shot. 
at as well. They were, there was a couple of them that were sitting on their porch. I can't remember all of the facts. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, it was Donna and Joanne, the one that I just, they were sitting on their front steps, right outside of Joanne's house, um, and a guy like walked up to them and started to ask him for directions. And the minute they started talking, he pulled out a gun and started shooting at them. That does not sound like the son of Sam. Where'd you get that information? From my research. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah, you were sitting on the they said they were sitting on the front steps. Was, I watched the documentary and I watched the thing. I didn't see that part. You didn't hear that part? Okay. Yeah, what they said. We'll have to double check that. You're gonna double check that now, honey? No, I just find it interesting. Because um, like we can get into the theories later. And I, still, I, at I this point, to, yeah, they're not connected. Yes, that's correct. Right. So three incidences not connected, according to the New York police. Yeah. Um, and they've given some descriptions of men. But so far, they just, they're not adding up. They're not matching. They're not aligning the different descriptions. So then we get to January 30th, 1977. And John D.L., I think, and Christina Frund uh, were leaving a bar. And they were heading home after they had a couple of drinks. And they got in the car right behind the bar. They weren't at a bar. They were at a disco. They were at a disco? Yeah. The disco bar, Sean. Disco yeah. bar. There's disco, disco <laughs> bars. There's a disco. Uh, and they were shot at again. They were shot at. They and just they were heading to the disco. They just left the movie Rocky. Who? Um, John yeah, and Christine? Kristen and jo- uh, Chris, Christine and John, yeah, yeah. Oh, check you out with some notes. You got, you're contributing some facts to this stuff? No, kind of. That's so fantastic. No. Nobody thought I could read. I know. Um, Okay, but unfortunately, Christine was shot and she was killed. And Chris and John, um, he wasn't even wounded. He wasn't shot like he was shot at, but he didn't get hit. So so far to date, we are. Let's see. We are. It started in seventy July. Let's just say in six months we have. Four incidences, two, four, six, eight people were part of them, and two of them killed. So over six months, two people have killed. And they still aren't connecting the dots that these are all well, the same people. Well, it's crazy back then. There was a lot of murdering going on, and they were pretty busy, the police department. There was a lot of looting, a lot of riots going on. It wasn't a good place to be. You've seen the documentaries, nuts. I know, and and six months is not well. No, I don't know. I think we have that many murders. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Like, why would these stand out? Unless you knew, you know what I mean. You put the together that they're both shot by the forty-four. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that's connecting all of them. So at some point, I mean, isn't that your job as a police officer to find? I guess I'm just I'm very suspicious of everything and curious of things so it's just in my nature to automatically think i would try to figure out a way to to what else is out there that i can connect but i'm not a police officer and i never have been so well it's after virginia i can't say her last name i didn't even that's why i wrote virginia v yes who was who was killed 
Um, She's a student of Columbia University. She was 19. She was walking down the street. Yep. She wasn't in a car. No, it's not. She was walking down the street heading home right around 7.30 p.m., 19 years old in Queens, and she was shot at and she was killed. This is the one where she pulls the book up to her face and tries to cover her face, and the bullet goes right through the book and <sighs> headshot. Just, wow. Yeah. Not good. No, that's horrible. Oh, boy. But there was a... Um, person who said he's seen a short husky boy, 16 to 18 years old, clean shaving, wearing a sweater and a watch cap. He was sprinting away from the crime scene. After uh, Virginia was killed? Yep, yep, yep. And the guy said, oh, Jesus, as he sprinted by. As this is what somebody uh, told the police after the shooting. Oh, Jesus? Yeah. Apparently that's what the son of Sam said when he was running by. He said, oh, Jesus. That's what the guy reported. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking the person reporting it to the police said, oh, Jesus. No, But no. the dude who was running, yeah. who's like, to say he was the one that was, that he was the culprit, though? Uh, he could have been running in the opposite direction and saying, oh, Jesus, because he was scared because someone just got shot. Yeah, the, during the following days, the media repeated the police claimed that the chubby teenager was the suspect. There were no direct witnesses. They call him the chubby teenager, huh? The chubby teenager. Look out for the chubby teenager. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Excuse me. Okay. Both batting a little sniffles here. But after that is when they went public saying the New York City officials said that the forty four Bulldog revolver had uh, fired the shots that killed Laura and, uh, bam, what's her name? Virginia. Oh, it was the same. So it was the same yeah, gun. So that's yeah, how they linked yeah, them. Yeah. And that's when they started a task force. That was in March uh, uh, 77. Yeah. In March. And they actually labeled him the 44 caliber killer. Yes. Yeah. So they started putting all the pieces together. Task force, he has a name. And then after that, two more people die. Mm -hmm. April 17th, 1977, we got Alexander and Valentina. Uh, one's 20, one's 18. They both were shot, and they both were killed. Horrible. Yeah. That's, yes. 3 a.m. in the morning, sitting in a car in the Bronx. In the Bronx. Yep. I didn't have that. Yep. And then that's when the police said, uh, same gun as before. So they're starting to, and then they probably started looking back at some of the cases. They and said the chubby teenager in Virginia's case was still regarded as as a witness, while the dark-haired man who shot Lauren uh, Valerie's case, Valente's case, was considered the suspect. Valentina. Oh, the chubby kid was the witness, honey. Oh, the chubby—that's what I said. Yeah. I was right. Good thing we have our facts straight before we're sharing the information with the world. Facts never get in the way of a good story, okay? That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we tell ourselves. All right, so after that, we got June 25th, 1977. We have. Well, he sends his letters to the police. You want to talk about his letter? Oh, I skipped. Yeah, I didn't put the letters 40 in. Calico. Yeah, go ahead. Calico. What I, was... I, don't... I was going to read it before. You sent it to me, and I looked it up, and then I was going to read it, but there's a lot to read there. Um, 
I had fun reading it while we were getting ready. I was in the mic and I was doing my scary voice. <laughs> you, you, that's not a scary voice. But you should, you're going to read some of it, though, right? Um, Sure, why not? And this letter was found near the bodies of Alexander and Valentina. Um, that's all it says is that it was found near. Oh, shoot. Yeah, maybe. That's what my research is reporting. Because um, one was found near the body, one was sent to the to the uh, columnist. Yeah, looking to here. And then there was I think a third one, addressed to a neighbor or something. So, do you want me to read a little bit? Yeah, I think the the listeners are going to enjoy listening to you read. I'm gonna. So pr- they, they I'm know gonna, you can read. I'm gonna prove to them that I can read. I am deeply hurt by your. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> no, it goes on to say, "I'm deeply hurt by you. You're calling me a woman hater. I am not, but I am a monster. I am the son of Sam. I'm a little brat." It feels weird just even reading this. <laughs> when my fa- when Father Sam gets drunk, he gets mean. He beats his family. Sometimes he ties me up in the back of the house. Other time he locks other times he locks me in the garage. Sam loves to drink blood. Go out and kill commands Father Sam. Behind our house some rest. Mostly young, raped and slaughtered. Their blood drains just bones now. Papa Sam keeps me locked in the attic too. I can't get out, but I look out the attic window and watch the world go by. I feel like an outsider. I am on a different wavelength than everybody else, programmed to kill. However, to stop you must kill me. Attention all police. Shoot me first. Shoot to kill or else. Keep out of my way or you will die. Papa Sam is old now. He needs some blood to preserve his youth. This is fucking weird. (laughs) He's had too many heart attacks. Too many heart attacks. Ugh. Me hoot. I don't know what this means. Ert, sunny boy. I miss my pretty princess most of all. She's resting in our lady's house. I'll see her soon. I am the monster. Bellsbub, the chubby behemoth. I love to hunt. Prowling the streets, looking for fair game, tasty meat. This is a sick fuck. It is, it's, the yeah. the women of Cleans are the prettiest of all. It's like a poet now. Are the prettiest. <laughs> I must be the water they drink. I live for the hunt. My life. I feel like I'm like. Now you say those things in front of mirrors. No, like, I should don't. I complete reading this? I don't know if something bad's going to oh, happen Oh, like to me. Bloody Mary? You yeah, say Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. And, and Why is my mic acting up? Because I have this thing too close to I it. I think so. I'm almost done here. Where are we? How did we get there? Oh, I love I love for the hunt, my life. Blood for Papa. Mr. Borelli, sir. I don't want to kill anymore. No, sir. No more, but I must honor my father. I want to make love to the world. I love people. I don't belong on earth. Fucking ramblings of a fucking. I don't. Name. It, it contradicts it yeah. itself to the whole entire thing. Return to my yahoos. Yahoos. Yeah. To the people of Queens, I love you, and I w- want to wish all of you a happy Easter. That's God nice bless you in this life and the next for you. I said goodbye and good night. Police, let me haunt you with these words. I'll be back. I'll be back. 
to be interpreted as bang, 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 ugh, yours in murder, Mr. Monster. I don't even, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a lot to take in there. Is a... Obviously, he doesn't like that he's being called a woman hater. Yeah. I am not a monster, but he signs it monster. Doesn't he sign it monster? Um, yes, Mr. Monster. Yes, yeah, so he starts bang, saying, bang, bang. I am... Yours oh, in murder, I am not. Mr. Monster. Oh, but I am a monster. Yeah. He furs himself a monster. He loves people, but he's... he's uh... Drinking blood, bones in his backyard. He has to... He's locked in the yeah, attic. Yeah, it he takes looks out you the, down the this, window. It gets super grim and, and just... Programmed to kill. Yeah. Programmed to kill, huh? So there is Father Sam. There's Papa Sam. Yeah. Some pretty princesses. And he never talks about... Papa. And Sam is the guy who lives next door, right? Sam Carr, yes. So has the dog named Chloe. There's, he had a neighbor. No, <laughs> That's he had a dog. dog named Chloe. He had a neighbor named Sam who had two sons. One was John, one was Michael, and a dog named Harvey, a black yeah. lab. And we didn't know this. I mean, at the time this was being written, you didn't know any of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine being a, finding this letter near the dead bodies and being a police officer and trying to decipher this. Yeah, I think they're... they're like, I'm yeah. trying to think of anything you can pull out of here. Someone had heart attacks. Did someone really have heart attacks? Papa Sam had heart attacks? Like, is Papa Sam really a person? Yeah, who's Mr. Borelli? That was weird, too. Mr. Borelli, sir, I don't want to kill anymore. No, sir. No more, but I must. Honor thy father. It's like, what, what the fuck is that? And then he goes on to his rant. I love the world. I love people. I don't belong on earth. What? Turn me to my yahoos. It's just, it's it's a, the rant of a lunatic. Yes, it is. Oh, Joseph Borelli. He was part of the task force. And uh, then he wrote <laughs> to his me. buddy, Jim Breslin. A handwritten letter, too. So he made it personal. Well, the, uh, this other one was handwritten. That one was hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, this that was left at the scene. This was actually sent to a columnist. Jimmy Breslin. Now, have you looked at what I found interesting? Yep. I have one website that shows me the letters that he sent. Three letters. There's a total of three letters. The one you just read, which yep. was found by the scene. The one which that is, was sent to Mr. Breslin. That's my favorite. And then there's <laughs> one that was sent to Craig Glassman, who was another neighbor. All three of them in different handwriting. Oh, I remember you mentioned that. I mean, if you just look at the t- like writing, it's they're all three of them are different, and I find that odd. Yes, you stop the the documentary you're watching, and you're like, "What the fuck? That's not his handwriting." No, they're all different. Even even the two that are capitalized, they're still different. Ca- like someone wrote two, the someone different wrote those two. They're not the same. Could you pull them up beside each other? Okay. Um, oh, I think I have them all on one page too. We're gonna to get to the bottom of this now while we're making a podcast. Hang tight. Yeah, listeners. one of them like we're gonna solve this. One is very organized. It's a very organized letter. The way it's um, the one to Jimmy Breslin. Yes, 
I see the structure of it. Yes, I see. There's this ranting. This first one is like crazy. Yes, it looks like it. It's chaos in the words. Seven year old. Yes, it it looks like a yeah. And then the next one is a is a more neatly more organized letter, and the last one's handwritten, and it's a completely different. There's no way that he wrote that. Who wrote that? I don't know. I don't know. either. It or if he wrote that, it, he didn't write the other two. There's people in his cult? And that was never mentioned anywhere about like a handwriting analysis. No, not an analysis. There was the police read it. And I think just they remember they finally got to him. And he just confessed to everything. So they didn't yeah, have but to they do found the letter in his car before he came outside. Correct. And they, they, he, I guess he had that another letter That was the same. That, no, but if you look at it, that's the last letter to Sam, to Glassman. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was in his car, and that's completely different handwriting than the other two. Oh, he was framed? I have gone down the path of he wasn't alone, and he was part of a cult. Like, I've played okay. with that theory. Yep. I tried to do that. Besides, and that's why there's so many different um, profile pictures yep. and drawings. Was because it was more than one person, yep, and he was part of the say. cult. And it did have something to do with he was introduced to the cult by his neighbors. There's a lot of by people the cars. done tons of research on this, believing that theory that he did not act alone. I mean, if you take away his, if you take away his confession. And look at evidence. They they must have searched. He his... had the murder weapon. He had the murder weapon on him when they apprehended him. Yep, in a brown in paper August. bag. Yep, he threw it on the chair when he sat down in the car. So he had the murder weapon. So that's uh, that could be. I mean, that's right. And there. then his car was the one. So I mean, if anything, he was definitely his. We haven't gotten to the. We haven't got to the one where. The last one, right? July 31st, 1977, Stacy Moskowitz and Bobby Violante, they were um, attacked. Are you missing Sal and Judy? Yeah. They were both, um, I don't have details. They were in a car, I believe, right? And they were both shot at and they were both wounded, but they both survived. And that was June 1977. Yeah, there were 3M parked outside in Lupo's car. Blasted through the vehicle. They called him Sal, oh. Sal Lupo. Yeah. They didn't see their attacker. Two witnesses reported a tall, dark-haired man in a leisure suit fleeing from the area. That could have been somebody walking down the road, heard gunshots, and just took off running. Supplied a parcel, license plate number, described a blonde man with a mustache who drove from the scene in a Chevy Nova without turning on his headlights. Hmm. I think if I read correctly somewhere, there was someone who said that looked like one of the car guys, Sam, like Sam Carr, who had blonde hair. Oh. You know what I mean? How's your, um, how's your vape? You know, you're not supposed to be vaping, right? Who's what? Did you see that on the news? Yeah. I'm going to get two days. Oh my gosh. What? What? Okay, so for the last one though, how he how did he get caught? Um 
You don't know? I mean, I know. I'm pointing to you to tell the story of how he got caught. Well, this schmuck gets out, and he shoots Stacy and Robert, um, doing what he does like an asshole. But he ends up parking his car up against a fire hydrant. And the story about this is kind of interesting, too, because the police were close by. And they were, it was sort of a lover's lane. Like, we watched this on a, uh, what's it called? A uh, documentary. documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had the cop that was working the beat that night. And he's like, we just, we kicked the kids out of there. And somebody's like, he doesn't come to Queens or was it? it was Queens, Oh, right? that's right. No, it yeah. wasn't Queens. It was. Um, Yonkers? No. No. I think that was the Bronx. Brooklyn. I'm sorry, Brooklyn. Yeah, he's like, yeah, the son of Sam doesn't come to Brooklyn. Right. I just yelled into the mic. Um, And Stacy was blonde. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they they thought they were good. Cops told them to beat it, and they didn't go anywhere. The the, the cop was like, we were gone for not even three minutes, and the shots (sighs) rang out. And uh, That timing of that is just insane. mm Mm-hmm. Tent homicide. But there was a neighbor. Well, not a neighbor. There was someone looking out of the window, right? When yes. the chaos no, no, she was the, she was walking her dog, and she seen the police ticket that. Well, there was a lady. I believe there's two witnesses. One was walking a dog who said, "You know, this is what I seen." Someone ticketed them. This car. Yep. I believe. And she's seen a creepy ass guy walking around too. The lady with the dog said there was a creepy ass. Uh, I might be able to find my notes. But ultimately, him illegally parking in New York, getting a ticket, led to his arrest. Then but the le- police didn't even know that. The lady actually called. Oh, yeah, there's no way they knew unless she they said. They wouldn't have connected the two if she didn't actually call and say, when that murder took place, I remember there was a car that a police officer was ticketing mm-hmm. that night. I don't know if it's the same woman who said who seen him fleeing the scene. I don't know if it was just, no, yeah, I don't know if it was I know there was a that. woman outside who got scared yep. when she seen him running. And then she called. Yeah, she called the police. But not, not like a week later she called. Yes, that's It wasn't correct. immediately. It was kind of, she connected it after the fact. Oh, it was uh, Cecilia Davis was walking her dog at the scene of the murders uh, when she saw patrol officer Michael Cattioni ticketing a car that was parked near a fire hydrant. Moments after the traffic police had left, a young man walked past her from the area of the car. He seemed to study her with some interest. Davis felt concerned because she was wheel, because he was wielding in his hands some kind of dark object. Uh, she ran into her home only to hear shots fired behind her in the street. Davis remained silent about her experience until four days later. Four days, yeah. She contacted the police and... Uh, Oh, it was the same woman that had been ticketed in the area that night. Yep. He was driving a four-door yellow Galaxy, Ford Galaxy. So they pulled that up. And they found and out Berkowitz he Berkowitz li- was the culprit. Yeah. He lived in Yonkers. But there was a reason why the minute they pulled up his, like his record, they knew he was a good suspect because they ended up apprehending him August 10th, 1977. And that was about 10 days after that, after um, Stacy was murdered. Yeah, when he was arrested in uh, what was it said? No sense to remember.
some point uh, they did a psychological profile on him, and the police released that. You want to hear a couple of, of words that describe this in the psychological profile? Yeah. He's neurotic. Guy must be paranoid. He's schizophrenic. Demonic possession. Well, yeah, he looked fucking psycho when they arrested him. He was smiling. He was when, he oh. was having a fucking great time. When they brought him in front of the cameras. He was soaking up the attention. Yeah, he was having a great time. It, it was, was so bizarre nuts. to see that. Yeah. That actual clip of him in the back of that car. And how, like, giddy he was at the attention he was getting. Yeah, it was, it was insane. It was. It was. When we watched that documentary and they showed the video, because you pretty much watch what happened and what was going on in New York and it's just like this horror scene and then they pull out this monster mm-hmm. when you watch it all at once you know what I mean when you actually cover a case like you knew I knew who the son of Sam was and then they paint this picture of what was going on and then you get this and if they finally get him and it's this fucking creep and he's just smiling in the back of the car they're, taking, they're leading him in and he, he cuffs and he's smiling having a great time and he said you caught me yeah like, it wasn't even as if, no, it's not me, or you got the wrong guy, I didn't do it. Oh, it yeah, was, yeah. you got me. Yeah, he confessed within, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. He, was, he was happy to tell him what he was up to. <clears throat> I don't know. And they found him, remember, in the in the documentary we watched. Yeah, they found, they found him, him mentally unfit to stand trial. Well, the document. Well, we listened to a true crime case, and they said that he was fit to stand trial. Stand trial. But then, but we, he really wasn't. He really wasn't. He was, they found him unfit for the trial to stand trial. And then they got another guy and another medical doctor, shrink. He was like, "Nah, he's fit." And then when he went to prison, he was unfit. And the only well, ooh, oh, that worked. My headphones are messed up. Sorry. Um, they found someone who could label him mentally fit to stand trial, the yeah, prosecutor. Yeah, yeah. That's specifically what they did. Yeah, they did. In, which is, I mean, I guess th- there's no right or wrong. I mean, he's was convicted. He got 365 years in prison. Yeah, he's got a bunch of life. He didn't go to, he w- it didn't go to trial no. because he confessed. Yeah. Um, and he didn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't plead. He didn't want it to be by reason of insanity. He didn't want to plead guilty by reason of insanity. He said, no, I don't want to do that. He just wanted to plead guilty. And he was able to do that? Yeah. 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 Because they they had that on the table. He's like, I'm not doing that because I'm not insane. In a matter, yeah, in a matter, it's so it's so crazy to read stories back in the day and how quickly things went through the legal system. Like they literally had a hearing on August 11th. I'm sorry, on August. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, he, August 11th, I think, um, about him being mentally unfit to stand trial. And the next one was like two weeks later. They found a psychiatrist to submit a report and said that he is capable of of standing trial. And then he was sentenced June, oh, June 12th, 1978. That wasn't very close. It's still quicker than it is nowadays. Oh, he pled guilty. I'm sorry. He pled guilty April, um, 
Oh my God. May 8th, 1978, he pled guilty and he was sentenced a month later, roughly a month later, June 12th. Justice is swift back in the day. Yeah, it was. There was one case I was reading or listening to and it was like within a couple days. It's like death penalty. All right, he's dead within a year. They don't do that anymore. A lot of people sitting on death row for many, many years. I forgot to mention when he was in the courthouse. And, yeah, he's screaming and yelling, you know, uh, about the woman's daughter. He's like, yeah, she's a whore. If I had to do it again, I'd kill them all. That's fucking evil. Yeah, that's just fucking evil right there. That dude's a fucking psychopath. So then I think of, right, that's the story of David Berkowitz's son of Sam. Why did he do what he did? Because the dog told him to do it. We I never just, mentioned the dog's name through the whole I did. podcast. You did? Yeah, Harvey. Harvey, Harvey the dog? Yeah, yeah. you did. No, Sam Carr's dog, was, dog Harvey. was Harvey, who was his neighbor. And that's what he claimed. He claimed that the dog was telling him to go out and kill. Yeah, but that's not true. Not? <laughs> I don't know. But then he changed his story. Of course, decades later, he changed his story. Yeah. But I'm thinking from us on the outside looking in. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of why he would have done what he did. He, I mean, he ha- he didn't really have a fucked up childhood, if you think about it, right? Yep. Because he was adopted after three days. He's had a mother and father for his entire life. Yep. He did have his mother actually pass away when he was 14. He didn't really get along with his father, but then he went to the army at 17. Like, he didn't... I mean, the, the worst thing that he's happened never... was that he found out his mo- he was a bastard child. But, yep. That happens. Yeah, like I said, that happens to everybody. Yeah. That happens to, not everybody, but that happens a lot. It's not a triggering, known to be a triggering something. Usually there's a bad relationship with the mother yeah. that triggers the serial killers or tri- triggers, kind of like a mad person. Wetting the bed is another one of these things. Um, torturing animals is another one of these things that, you know, these people do. Having white vans. <laughs> well, I think of even the gun situation. To me, of all, like we we love true crime, and there's so many stories out there that we've listened to. I forgot another one. Being a Dolphins fan, that would okay. do it too. Oh, um, the gun is just so not. It's not like intimate. It's not. It's just there's to me there was such a disconnect because serial killers are usually sexual or usually some mm-hmm. kind of. Like intimate connection with the victims, yep. and this was just not that was just not there. Yeah. So then I think of like, all right, then it was the cult. Maybe it's the cult. Maybe he was he wasn't a cult, and he was brainwashed. In addition to how he hated his life because he found that he was a bastard, I don't know. Yeah, it seems far fetched though. The cult thing, well, the whole um, bastard thing is just yeah, the just whole part of life. like my my childhood screwed me up. Well, it's a lot of times it's just like, I don't know, it's like a crutch people just use sometimes. I don't know. Well, there's people who have fucked up childhoods and they become very up. successful. Yes, there Because is. They've, they've had such a rough life. They want to do better and work harder and they make it work. And there's they just... Billion, there's more people out there that turn things around for the better than there is people that don't. Yes, I agree. Definitely agree. Everybody's different, though. So I, I just, I always like to have an opinion of a serial killer or a, an opinion of a person who vanished or an opinion of something. And I don't know what my opinion is of this case. I try to, like, 
I love conspiracy theories, and I love like I wanted to get when I heard that there was multiple people doing these murders. I yep. was like, oh yeah, really? Maybe he was what he didn't do any, any of the murders. But the more I I watched, there was nothing concrete. We listened to an interview with a guy who did a ton of research. He was actually one of the people that got, I think he was the guy that was in the Corvette that got shot. Mm-hmm. And he does a ton of research. I forget his name off the top um, of my He head. was the one where the woman died. And uh, John? John Deal? Yes, exactly. Okay. And um, I just didn't, it, it didn't take. I, I, I wanted to go down that rabbit hole and be like, yeah, he was in the cult. It is kind of peculiar that everybody put down different people. I think New York is just a busy. It's three. What about the, the letters, morning. though? The letters are a huge oh, thing. The letters, yeah, the letters is a different writing. I mean, I can like when I the kids were little, I would write with my left hand so it's slanted and write "Love Santa," so you wouldn't, you couldn't tell that it was my handwriting. So I could write with both hands, and they were completely different. Oh, but <laughs> if you're, <laughs> but if you're a serial killer and you're claiming to be killing these people and you want the cases to be connected you want people to know because that's what he was doing why would you try to hide your your penmanship to have it different that doesn't make sense well shoot like you said the disconnect with the gun shooting people in the middle of the, you know what i mean there's no rhyme or reason for it to shoot he was just fucking, fucking batshit crazy batshit crazy that's what you think huh I don't think so. I just don't know what it is, but I don't think it's that. It's not that simple. I just don't think it's that simple. I love the simple way. <laughs> it's usually the simplest thing. It is usually the simplest thing. You're right. Well, they need a motive, an opportunity, and a means. Well, they had the gun on them. They they have the gun. Yeah. So that's the means. I wonder if they actually... I wonder, since he confessed, did they actually have to, re, um, not research, but investigate, like, the nights that these happened and compare to what, where he said he was? Oh, yeah. Was it? Like, yeah. do they investigate that? Um, yeah, there was a lot of rushing to judgment back then. There's a lot of people that get convicted for... When they shouldn't have. Yeah, when they shouldn't have. So I just think of motive. What's the motive? There is no motive. He needed blood. For Sam. That's only because he, a paper, a letter that was written in... Yeah, with all the different handwriting. We, we need to have another podcast and get to the bottom of the handwriting. I didn't realize that until that I saw that, and I'm like, why? I remember you mentioned I just think, why? Yeah, yeah. If they were all the same handwriting or right, he's fucking crazy, and he killed people, whatever was going on. But I just think of the different pictures, which is... That can be understandable, like you said. There's a lot of people in New York. Maybe people see different things. And you never know what people are communicating to a sketch artist or, or what they remember. Yeah, they could yeah. be whatever. But the handwriting, it wasn't even mentioned anywhere either. Yeah, it didn't. It's, yeah, How can it's you look weird. at those three letters and be like, the same person wrote all those three letters? That yeah, doesn't even make sense to me. Like you said, a handwriting analysis. Was that ever done? Like no, he he confessed, so he didn't need that. It'd be funny if there's like an explanation somewhere, and I just didn't find it. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Handwriting analysis. Here we go. What's this? This is a video. I'm not watching a video. 
No, it doesn't. I mean, this is a quick two-second look. I'm trying to see. Why? Why, why, why? Because he confessed. We have the letter saying he did it. He confessed. They've got the gun. There's nothing else to research. Okay. He's just a batshit crazy man. I think I enjoy stories about the unsolved. Because it's kind of boring just to say he's crazy. It's just a boring story to tell. Yeah. We didn't have much speculation in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, I like to go down the rabbit hole. I like to have theories and, you know, opinions and unknown things so we can speculate. We didn't have any of that in this podcast. We have a little bit. We have the letters. That's peculiar. (laughs) We have the different descriptions. That's peculiar. Yeah. We have the reason. This is the question. Why? Why would he do it? Yeah, and I went into this podcast and I don't have an answer. What about the satanic cult? I would lean more towards a satanic cult than I would it just being he's batshit crazy. If it's not a cult, what if he's just a patsy? He's just a dumb fuck, dumb noob. He got set up. I don't know. He did get get his throat sliced in jail. Yeah. And he didn't say anything about that. Like he didn't, he would never say who did that to him. Yeah, yeah. Got like fifty stitches. Yeah, that's crazy. How can you not die? Now he's the son of hope. He's not the son of hope. <laughs> Do not say that. Stop calling him that. <laughs> it's not acceptable in my brain. Even the son of Sam. His name is fucking David Berkowitz, who killed a whole bunch of people. Yep. Random people. Random. No damn good reason. <sighs> terrifying actually yeah it is had to have been terrified back then yeah. I, w- I don't think I'd go out of my house I wouldn't even go in a car yeah the interviews were great in that documentary would we watch that documentary people have to watch we that. watched it on I think Hulu it was a two part it was a two part series yeah, it was pretty good it was Son of Sam something Hunt a Killer or something yeah I forget but yeah it was crazy even to remember the one with the mother don't let the system get him. Let the mothers get him. The oh, mothers, yeah, yeah. yes, and how the mad the mothers would People they would take were care of him. Off. Yeah, They'd pissed. fuck him up yeah. back then, that day and age, yeah, yeah. in New York. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. All right, well, it's a little late for us. I'm gonna call it a night. Oh yeah, and that's the case. That's the son of Sam. That's the son of Sam. Drop us a line. Drop us a. If anybody has any, we'd love to hear. I'd love any way to send information or or some kind of uh, uh, clips, clips or anything on the podcast about his handwriting or about the cult. Because, like you know, I haven't heard anything compelling. If anybody has anything out there, it's just like you know, like it's comp- like, hey, you know, have you heard of this? Like it, it was yeah, the Lisa Lamb case. Yeah. Alyssa, had, yeah, yeah, Alyssa. No, Lamb. Alyssa. Somebody sent us some information like, hey, you should check this out. Yep. So if somebody has anything else, I just thought it's he's an interesting, not interesting, it's just it's the son of Sam. And when you watch it and you read about it, and it's just it it's I think it's more of a uh what should we call it case. Not a like solvable, like true crime one. 
No, I'll post, though, I think a place for a good discussion if anyone was to actually share links or anything. Yeah. You could do that on our Facebook page. I'm going to post, you know, okay. something about Son of Sam and feel free to comment. What about at... the Twitter you, Twitterverse? Twitter's good. Um, you can put a poll out there. But it's not you It's can... not for, like, conversation, really. Can't you, you do mean? the polls like you do? Satanic Killer and um, choose A, Satanic Killer, or B, Broken Childhood? It's like. What made Son of Sam crack? I don't think it's that interesting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, good night. Peace.